0: Before we begin, a reminder that nothing on this podcast is intended as a statement of faith, doctrine, or fellowship, and this podcast is not affiliated with any church, school, or calling body. You are listening to the Gird Up Podcast. This is the place where young men come to learn what it means to be a man after God's own heart. To gird up is an ancient way of preparing oneself for hard work or a battle ahead, and our work is to reclaim masculinity in the modern world and live out our calling as men of God. Here you will find a community of believers working hard to be the men that God created them to be. So roll up your sleeves, gentlemen, and gird up. It's time to get to work. All right, welcome to the broadcast, gentlemen. My name is Charlie Ungemach. Today I'm joined by the pride of Shepherd, Montana, which isn't
1: hard because there's like 26 people there. Okay.
0: Gustav Wenz,
1: Nathaniel Hinsey,
0: <laughs> and Cody Bone, Better known as the C3PO of studying Greek. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah, laughing. he knows a funny. lot of languages. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> He's smart and stuff, guys. All right, we're going to start out today with, well, today is August 20th. Today we're going to start out with some shout outs. And some thank yous. So, first up, I think we all could probably just say thank you to our parents for hosting us for the summer, right? Mm. Um, uh, it's a little weird being back home when you're 30 years old for the summer, but it was a, it was a blast. Grandpa's a boat on the lake out down there, too, so we got lots of fishing and tubing and stuff in. Um, yeah, so thank you. And not a lot of fish. <laughs> yeah. uh, did you see my? I caught a musky. Did you see that? No, I didn't see yeah, that. Yeah, he posted I it all a, up on the ground. It wasn't huge. It's Twenty-eight oh, inch musky. Yeah, it was a thick um, boy. Yeah, the last time I went fishing this summer. So that was that was great. That was a lot of fun. Had some of the bros down for nice, that too. Nice. So thank you to my family for hosting me for the summer.
2: uh Yeah, uh I will have to thank.
1: There's not a lot of people to thank
2: apparently. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Well <laughs> uh I don't know. I guess I'll I'm thankful for uh the summer jobs that welcome me back. Honestly, like when I got home for the summer I didn't know if the axe throwing pa- place was gonna have me back and so I started looking for other jobs and uh but then I communicated with them. And they were like, oh, yeah, we didn't know if you were coming back or not. <laughs> funny how that
3: was. Amazing yeah, how communication <laughs> So works. I was like,
2: wow, okay. And it would have been weird. I have like a weird amount of axes. So if-, <laughs> so if I didn't have that job, I'd have to sell all of my axes. It's you know, so. funny. I have
0: three axes in the house. Like, I have yeah. no reason to have them at all. Yeah. And they're not throwing axes either. I guess it's weird to have throwing axes to have like a. Th- yeah. You don't keep them in your dorm room or something, do you? No. Don't
2: like- <laughs> 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 no, I don't keep any weapons in my dorm room. For more real, a, though.
1: More of a blunt weapon kind of guy. There I got go. like maces. Yeah. Whoa, what?
2: <laughs> okay. <laughs>
1: um so i would like to give a shout out this morning to cody's super loud fan that made me miss all of my alarms
3: <laughs> and then a
1: thank you to cody for waking me up after his fan sabotaged my morning wow. so that was <laughs> cody texted charlie real quick hey i'm gonna be late <laughs> so
0: but that we got that cody went. with us this morning yeah. too though so shout out to Cody Bone, who's been trying not to be on a podcast for like a year and a yeah, half. This and he's is finally wild. here. And I'm so happy about it. I've always hey, been... Cody Bone. I already <laughs> said my <laughs> he was thank about you. To say something. I, I know, okay, I know I already did my thank you, but Cody thank you, Cody. I'm gonna thank Cody too. Because I don't think I would have made it through first year Greek without Cody. So mm. Nux, Cody. Appreciate you. Thank you. Go ahead.
2: Cody, you're up. I'm,
4: I'm thinking. Oh
1: okay. <laughs> <laughs> Think verbally what into are you the microphone, for Cody. His gears are churning.
4: <laughs> can sound a little cheesy, but I'm thankful for my mom. She just had a, a big surgery yesterday, and it all went well. But without my mom, I don't know. That's Jeez. awesome, man.
0: Yeah, glad she's doing well. Yeah.
4: So thank you to Cody's mom
0: for giving us Cody. Yeah. yeah. Dad played a role in that too, but <laughs> <laughs> no, nah, we don't we don't think about him. All right, shout out. My shout out goes to uh, mowing the lawn. Right. Mm. Shout out to mowing a lawn for being the only way middle-aged white men can meditate for like Ooh. several generations. I spent probably three or four hundred hours on a um, on an industrial lawnmower this summer, and it mm-hmm. was absolutely phenomenal. Loved it. Was listening to audiobooks the entire time, so I just shut it off and think, and you're there for hours at a time because it doesn't run out of diesel. So, yeah, it was a great way to spend the summer. Just get, get getting all your getting all the thinking done, and yeah, rebooting your brain a little bit. It was good after. After a long semester, so
1: I bet your tailbone yeah. loved that. Uh right. tailbone wasn't
0: the seats were comfortable, so tailbone wasn't bad, but like my back by the end of the day is just jacked. Like you he can't likes. get it. And knees too. Because it's hydrostatic, so it's got the two pedals on the same side. And uh like your your one leg is just in the exact same position for seven hours straight. <laughs> by the time you get off, you can't you can hardly really walk. So But awesome, awesome way to spend a summer. I love it. I can't get enough of it.
2: Yeah, I suppose I'll shout out to uh, my sister for like kind of forcing me to drive the speed limit on my <laughs> way out here. <laughs> so we did a convoy. Cause, so it's me, Annalise, and then uh, another young fellow, Noah, uh, who's going to be a freshman this year at MLC. And, uh, yeah, uh, she led the group and kept it slightly below the speed limit the whole entire way. I wanted slightly to go. below the speed limit? Yeah. Well, okay, here's the thing. Here's the thing. Her speedometer is fast. So, therefore, she's not going the speed that she thinks she's going. Mm. My speedometer is also is slow, so I'm going slightly faster. So, she's going slightly slower. I'm going slightly faster than what our dials say. Yeah, that would be
0: a great dad hack. Like, take your teenage well, seriously right? and just turn
2: the speedometer down. Did you know it's like based it
1: on your wheel size, too? Like, yeah. if you oh, don't yeah, yeah, change the yeah. speedometer, yeah. it's based yeah. on, like, the, the tire that. size.
2: Yeah, and so, anyway, it was just... I mean, it was probably best that we drove the way we did, uh, <laughs> but I wanted to get out here, get here uh, at least thirty minutes sooner than we did. I don't know. It was it was nice, I guess. Not getting pulled over. <laughs> what what I'm obligated to say because
0: my grandma would say it during every one of these conversations. A speeding ticket takes a lot longer than thirty minutes.
3: <laughs> <laughs> what For would real? you do? With you those thirty them? minutes.
2: Uh, Unpacked? I don't know. Let's just be here. I like getting to the location. Okay, driving is the minutes. only time.
4: With the yeah. speeding ticket. I... Oh,
2: man. Well, he doesn't you get know to take what, a bunch Cody? of interstates
0: and stuff. He's coming from Montana. Yeah. yeah.
2: Where the speed limits are, like, way higher than they are out here. Mm-hmm. We go 80 on the interstate.
1: Yeah. <sighs> it, it kills me when I'm going, like, the 70 mile per hour, like, highway. And yeah. And get, get to, like, the... Side roads of Minnesota, and it's sixty. And hey, it's well, like, at least we
0: got oh. the four lanes now all the way up to Mankato. Don't <laughs> Like no, that's two year years like from history. now. You mean
3: yeah. <laughs> no, no, no? From Mankato to
0: here is two years from now. Oh, but there yeah. are if you're coming from the other side of the country, yep. you get four lanes all the way out to Mankato now, which is very, very helpful. You okay. used, there's still a couple of stoplights in there, but at least you're not going because sure. for a while it was like forty-five miles an hour for the last two hours of the trip, and you're just mm. it's miserable. Yeah, the
2: thing I like to think about is. Th- you know, the interstate system was made as an emergency getaway for everyone to, like, evacuate their city, and yet we don't get a drive 100. So how yeah. am I supposed to get out of there as fast as I can? Do you
0: know why it's uh, four or five lanes around all major cities, specifically Chicago? No. So they could land fighter jets on them.
2: Oh, bet. That's yeah. kind of legit. So
0: there was part of the stipulation when they built all those was there had to be a certain – there had to be, uh, like, straightaways – For a certain distance, Mm. so like that's why when it comes out of Chicago, it doesn't just go straight to like St. Louis or something; Mm -hmm. it curves up to Milwaukee. Mm -hmm. So you have this long straightaway along the lake. Because if you were going to drop an atom bomb back in the day, Chicago would actually be a really good place to do it because you knock out like four or five surrounding cities and the whole Chicago metro area, and you just destroy the ecology of the Great Lakes. But anyway, (laughs) all right. Shout All out. right, the news today. Well, we you get there shouted shout out, out Cody's fan. Okay, go ahead, yeah. you can shout out yeah. again. No, well, I, I, I he was oh, thankful. Okay. He was yeah, thankful not. for You guys shout anybody out Cody? Yeah. <laughs> okay, okay. <laughs> good. Let's go to the news, <laughs> Gustav.
2: All right, so here's what we got. So, uh first up, we've got Pew Research published a report on teen social media usage in America showing 95% of U- uh 95% of teens use YouTube. 67% of teens use TikTok and then 16% well okay so i guess the 67% includes a 16% who say they are on TikTok almost constantly <laughs> so that's kind of yeah alarming but Sad. uh also teens hate Facebook only 32% of teens use the platform down from 71% in 2015 do
0: you
1: guys have TikTok
2: no I don't have I've TikTok, never had so. no, but I'm it not a teen it. either though yeah. so, <laughs> so I, was I, gonna, I just don't get it but
1: yeah I was gonna bring this up when you uh mentioned you posted on the gram <laughs> I actually I got a new phone and the just about the only social media and like reinstalled was Snapchat like I didn't Snapchat. I didn't install my like Instagram or I had TikTok I was never on it yeah. um but I I'm actually reading this super good book right now called uh, Deep Work
2: yo I j- I bought that book like a week ago dude you haven't focused enough to actually read it so
1: it's no it's it's (laughs) too much time on tiktok (laughs) it's so good because like i literally after reading like 20 pages i was like yeah i don't need social media anymore you know like Mm. it's just it it's actually the the stories he has in there just like about people's like success in like just being able to concentrate like distraction free and how Mm -hmm. technology just absolutely butchers that it's like, I don't know, it's, yep. it's a really cool book. And yeah, really
2: Professor Thompson it. actually advised that book. Really? Yeah, like I was at, like, at the end of last school year, um, I was like, man, I really need to figure out, you know, how to be able to discipline myself and thus cut out all this crap. And he that was one of the books that I was advised. That and uh, what's the other one that's really popular now? Uh, Atomic Habits. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah, I read that other song. Yeah. Uh, but anyway... Yeah, see, I I don't know about this Pew Research, uh, these Pew Research people, but you know, really, so the split is between YouTube and TikTok and nothing well, about Instagram those, those or the, Snapchat.
0: I don't even think two. about YouTube. Right, it's one yeah, of the top right. three. Well, see, I guess two. I guess. Well,
2: see, I think YouTube's made the made a comeback with the whole streaming, like everybody stream stuff. That's true. And
0: Well, and then you think about it too, like so. This is have, among teens, though.
1: Right. Everyone uses Snapchat. Or uh, sorry. Uh, YouTube. Well, and here's the
2: thing, because it's the link that everybody has on every other social media. So they're like, oh, go check out my YouTube, you know, and they post uh, opening like what an unboxing stuff like that's huge. Like people Mm -hmm. make thousands on thousands of dollars just to open a box and people watch them. Open the box. We should do a video of us like unpacking our textbooks. Dude, seriously, <laughs> seriously.
1: It's Genesis uh, Hebrew grammar. Okay, <laughs> no, yeah. But, but actually, like you go to YouTube for like anything as a teenager nowadays. Yeah. Like if you want to learn about cars, like all your friends are car guys, like you can just look up videos on cars and learn stuff about it. Or like you want to know how to do like an oil change yourself. Like well, shoot, that's what I, mean. I just brought up all car stuff. But <laughs> yeah. you know, yeah, like, that's very specific. If you wanna, if you wanna know anything or like learn how to skill or like you got some something you need to do that your parents aren't around for or something, you know, like you go to YouTube and that's I think yeah, it's so easy So it honestly too. is a yeah.
2: handy tool. But then at the same time, it's like, I, I'm going to say the teens probably aren't just using it for that. Right. Well, like, but I'm saying not the that 90s. there's a ton of inappropriate content, yeah, but there's a heavy, there's a heavy amount of inappropriate, of inappropriate content.
0: content. Well, anyway. Like the so- like the stuff that would kind of fit into that soft core area yeah, where it's yeah, just yeah, like you know. asking girls questions at the beach and that kind of thing. Yeah. The whole, yeah. The guilty pleasure stuff. Yeah.
2: Like watch me kiss a girl and, two seconds or something yeah, or like or that like, like those kind of videos and all that yeah. Kinda, yeah. yeah yeah yeah
0: i suppose with, especially with younger teens that's probably a big draw all right
2: well, so next like item
1: 95 <laughs> perc- 95 percent is a really high number ridiculously so it's like, high number. i think it's a balance between like the people who maybe do use it like usefully and the ones that just like are addicted mm-hmm. to it i guess yeah right, sorry uh, no oh, I you're think good the
2: shorts helps with that too
0: the fact that oh, they have yeah. shorts on there you can just kind of scroll through yep.
1: yeah yeah
2: All right. So anyway, next item that we got. So President Biden apparently signed an executive order directing his administration to find ways to fund cross-state trips uh, for women seeking abortions, a request that is unlikely to go far as the Hyde Amendment generally prohibits federal funding from being used for abortion. So you know, if you're taking a road trip and you see a pregnant lady, uh, oh
0: gosh, <laughs> no. maybe maybe have a conversation <laughs> with them. <Whoa>. Charlie was <laughs> just like talking to people at the gas station, like, "Excuse me, ma'am, are you going to have an abortion?" Charlie, I mean, like, well, I not mean, be the best way to start a conversation. I mean,
2: like, no, not a great way to start a conversation, <laughs> but I mean, as a Christian, like, if you know this fact, like, maybe you know, take a second and, I mean. Don't make assumptions about women who may appear to be pregnant, obviously, because that's never going to work out kindly in anybody's favor. But, you know, I don't know. I guess there's got to be a way to.
1: How'd you even go about, like, opening that conversation? I don't know.
0: Excuse excuse me, ma'am. I see you're pregnant and you're pumping gas and you're headed towards Illinois.
2: (laughs) Is there a connection?
3: (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my gosh. Yeah,
2: I don't know. I don't know. I just feel weird with that. Like it just is a weird situation. Well, I hate right? the
3: fact that it's happening. Yeah. Um, I
0: know. In uh, Illinois, they've been building like big clinics and even inviting people out. And I know, <laughs> and I know that there's uh, like there's even groups that are putting together like giant funds where you can call like abortion clinics in yeah. Illinois and they'll give you the cash to drive across state lines right. and come get an abortion and stuff like that. Right. I think already it's probably cutting. It's already probably reducing abortions just by. The fact that it's not accessible everywhere. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. I don't. I think. Um, I think we. I don't know. It's obviously a wonderful thing that um, they're not forcing us across the board to have yeah. abortions available, but that doesn't necessarily stop the problem either. I like, guess a huge victory um, to not have Roe v. Wade on the books. Yeah. But it doesn't necessarily change the fact that they still are readily available. So and we're stepping in the right direction, I guess. But yes, uh, like, definitely, guess, the fight's uh, not over. So, I think zero. something
2: that you could do maybe is just, you know, if you know somebody that's pregnant or you see someone that's pregnant, just be encouraging, you know, like show Christian love. And, you know, hopefully, if for some reason, so here, yeah, this is how you could do it. Like, if you're on the road, you know, if you bump into somebody that appears to be pregnant and you talk to them a little bit, you know, see how far along they are, you know, tell them what a blessing that is. <laughs> I just don't is. imagine myself like, ever doing that. <laughs> I know, I know, like, the odds of this being a situation are pretty slim. But, I mean, it's like, you know. Also, I would. I just don't think it's a good idea to walk up to him
0: and be like, "Excuse me, are you pregnant? Yeah. <laughs> you appear <laughs> okay, to be pregnant." Right. right. So I I've guess been, even just working at the brewery, I've been wrong enough times where oh. it's like, <laughs> <I> <laughs> "Okay, that's on you, man." <laughs> <laughs> well, but like they're sitting, there, they sure look pregnant, and then oh, you're walking really. by and you don't pour them beer, and they're like, "Here," oh, I suppose it's Southern <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's just like, "I guess you weren't pregnant." Oh, I'm oh, sorry, ma'am. No. I missed your cup. It's like. what <laughs>
3: Well, anyway, I don't, know. I don't
2: know. Just show extra love to the pregnant people in your life, <laughs> I guess.
0: Well, so one of the or things the people you, that you are pregnant. on the right. <laughs> <laughs> we, uh, what about the pregnant men? That's the other.
2: Ah, uh, uh, yeah. <laughs> except oh, for those.
0: Okay, but what, r- seriously though, I think you are on the right track though, as far as the support idea because uh, the reasons that most women um, who do get abortions quote. As to why they got the abortions was either that it was going to be too life changing they couldn't handle it, right? Like they didn't think they were going to be able to support the child or they didn't want the mm-hmm. child right now, whatever it might be, or because they didn't, you know, they just didn't have the resources to. So either basically yeah. they 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 don't want a baby right now or they don't think that they can Won't handle having a child, you. right? Like, Potential
2: pressures from whatever boy, right, exactly. that they're with too, to like to get rid of right. it or something. And so
0: the support does. So if you're having conversations with people about it, like mm-hmm. to make that very clear of, hey, like <laughs> if this, if you're ever in a situation like this, you need to drive out to Illinois or wherever you're going from where you are. Like we can, you know. So even as parents, you know, it, to have that conversation. Um, mm-hmm. I mean, as I, I hate to say this because as dudes who love the Lord, we shouldn't be messing around anyway. But that's a conversation, you know, if you are sexually active, first of all, rethink it. That's a different conversation. But I mean, but that's a real part of it too, actually, is we wouldn't have these issues. single
2: if you're not married. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Well, yeah, right. Yeah. yeah. Uh, uh, That's obvious
2: to us, but it might not be to others. I'm just saying. I
0: mean, there's a reason that God gave it. The rules exist for a reason. That's the, that's what I always say. But, uh, if you are in that situation, it's having that conversation of like, "Hey, I will, you know, I will support you. Don't you don't need to hide this kind of stuff like let's." I guess parents. That's probably even more important mm-hmm. um, as young people. But that's that's the issue really at the base of the of the abortion issue. It's not really an abortion issue as much as it is a promiscuity issue, mm. right? And so we have. Basically, what abortion is in most cases, because the liberals will throw out all the time, like, what about in cases of incest or rape? Well, but that's, I I don't, don't quote me on this, but it's a very, I think it's even less than 1% of abortions. It's a very, very, very small number. That might not be the right number, but it's a very, very small number of abortions are because of rape or incest. So most of the time, it's more of a, this is a harsh way to put it, but it's more of a convenience thing than it is anything else right mm-hmm. this isn't a good time for me to have a baby yeah. and so um if this isn't a good time for you to be having a baby one you're probably not in a secure relationship and two you're probably not in a situation where you should be having sex okay so right i mean that's really
2: the base issue here it isn't
0: abortion it's the opportunity to be promiscuous and still carry on life the way you want to
2: so uh would you guys like to wrap up this last uh can last I, bit and then get to the next to segment yeah, go ahead. <laughs> um <laughs> yeah, got?
1: so i like based on my research like quote-unquote research like talking to people and like what their arguments were um i think on one big like realistic way as a country we could also like kind of fight abortion is like obviously it, like it like after all of that like obviously Sin is, still exists, and like if we could stop premarital sex and everything like that, we would, you know. And like people, um, like being promiscuous is that a word? <laughs> promiscuous. promiscuous, promiscuous, yeah, that's what it is. <laughs> promiscuous, <laughs> 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 sounds like a, like a, a Roman emperor, yeah. yeah,
2: yeah,
0: promiscuous.
2: Okay, <laughs> anyway,
1: anyway, continue. <laughs> um, but like. Just uh, like the biggest of Roman emperors. <laughs> <laughs> just uh, like making the uh, adoption, like cleaning up the adoption like program, and like because mm. everyone who says like that's like Christians' first argument is like, oh, adoptions, like you don't have to like have it yourself, like just save the baby. But it, but yeah, but it's kids. like there's not enough people adopting. Yeah, they're, it's way too expensive. Yeah, it's a mess like, to actually just, adopt a child. Yeah, half half of the people that like go go to be adopted end up parentless anyways. Yeah, well, so and
0: the real the realization is that a lot of the people that were saying things like that at at the time that Roe v Wade got overturned, um, they they have a point. They have a point. So you can't just dismiss everything.
2: Everybody says just because you're not on the same political side. Mm-hmm. All right, moving on. All right, so then the last bit of uh, – well, actually, there's two little bits of news that I'll throw out there. So this last big chunk here, it says WNBA star Brittany Griner was sentenced to nine years in prison by a Russian court yesterday for yesterday being – This was like last week. Yeah, this is this was a minute ago. <laughs> so uh, it might not be news anymore, but anyway, uh, by a Russian court for smuggling vape cartridges with cannabis oil in them. Uh, and then uh, President Biden called the sentence unacceptable and demanded for her immediate release. The U.S. has proposed a prisoner swap with Russia involving Griner.
3: My
1: question is: Is who are they going to swap with? Yeah, yeah, <laughs> like, that's true. What kind of Russian prisoners do we have that yeah. are worth a Britney Griner? <laughs> well,
2: or you know, yeah, <laughs>
1: <laughs> or, or
2: more like, is Britney Griner worth a Russian prisoner? But that's what think, I'm saying. Is the way I'm yeah. thinking it.
0: But okay, yeah, I don't know. I don't this know how I feel about the prisoner swap. Yeah. I do agree that it's unacceptable and as I mean, so here's here's where I any sit Russian on it. She, she broke the law, right? She did break the law. Yeah. And it's not like she didn't know like there's no she's played in Russia before. Yeah. So there's no way she didn't know that cannabis oil was illegal. And it is illegal in Russia. Okay. So she did break the law and there's no way you can claim ignorance. She definitely broke the law but nine she's already been in prison for months and another 9 years on top of that yeah. just for possessing cannabis not even right. for bringing marijuana in for cannabis oil that is unacceptable that's ridiculous yeah, yeah. and it makes me wonder what a different administration would do right but i don't know i don't i don't know how i feel about a prisoner swap but it's also yeah. ridiculous and as an american citizen i would love to see the government Go get her
3: back. <laughs>
0: right. Yeah.
2: Yeah. That would be. It would be pretty awesome. But, but also,
0: this was a dumb situation she created for herself. Yeah. yeah
2: absolutely. But because yeah. the way I don't know, it's tough because it's like you think about the whole prison swap thing. Like, what kind of Russian people do we have that, yeah, well, that we arrested? Yeah, that's what I'm like, that we arrested like for Russian cannabis, as long cannabis. as, long as we're mean? not
0: giving them like international terrorists or something yeah, in yeah, exchange right. for a WNBA player.
2: I mean. Nothing on Russian criminals in America, but I feel like they're not that low grade. Like I yeah. feel like they're moderately higher grade. Well, and but
0: you than look at like when the ball boys—I can't remember the name. Was it the- whichever one of the ball <laughs> brothers yeah, was like boys. shoplifting in China? Sure, they got him back without having to send any
3: yeah, prisoners sure over enough, there. You enough.
0: know, like there is a precedent for this. Yeah. I don't know. All right, so, so uh, don't take <laughs> cannabis oil into Russia. <laughs> <laughs>
2: yeah, play. like just be smart, guys. On, kind of don't prison prison break
0: foreign in. laws and then expect because you're an American citizen you can just get away
1: with it.
2: Yeah. Uh and then this last little thing I wanted to read, so Quick Trip just posted twelve hours ago on their Instagram. <clears throat> We're expanding to California.
0: Aww. I was heartbroken.
2: And then Why? you read the <laughs> uh uh you read the comments, um and uh Quick Trip immediately posted Happy Happy National joke Day. So oh. take a deep <laughs> breath, everybody. We're good. <laughs> They are We're staying good. in they the Midwest.
0: They take our gas Thank station. Was, this is was, our <laughs> gas station. <laughs> I was so sad, dude. I no. will drive. I don't know about you guys, but I will drive an extra like 10 miles
2: just to go to a quick trip over any See, other See, I would town. be happy to go to California if what? there was a quick trip there, though. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> it changed my
0: mind about California. If you put a gas station- If you put quick trip in California, all of a sudden they might switch. Just switch right overnight. You'd oh, my like, goodness. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. Yeah, the they'll be like well, like, Midwest There's <laughs> no reason to stay in Midwest anymore. We're just going to California where the Quick Trips are. <laughs> if they got Culver's down there too, then it'd be like I feel like a that's what AM. they
2: did back during the dust bowl. <laughs> they just put Quick Trips They're, in. <laughs> no, no, they were like like it would be it's a similar situation. Like, like they'd be like we got to get out of this Midwest area. Yeah, there's and no then reason move to, be to here California.
0: <laughs> yeah, that's fair. Yeah. Oh, I love Quick Trips. The only thing that Casey's pizza is better than Quick Trip pizza. You can fight me on that. I don't eat either pizza. Casey's pizza so. yeah, is phenomenal. I think it's better than quick trip pizza. but I think when I,
2: you had had it here one time. time. Yeah, Yeah, it was good pizza. It was solid pizza. pizza.
1: It's like grease through and through, but it's tasty. Mm -hmm. Quick trip was our uh, on the clock truck stop. For work this summer, and I ate way too many of those like croissant breakfast sandwiches. Oh, bet! Dude, the oh, best yeah, ones yeah. So
0: are the good. the best ones that automatically give me a stomach ache. But they're the best are the the waffles with the oh, sausage no. and the cheese. <laughs> oh my <laughs> goodness! Yo, uh,
2: what I Waffle think of breakfast big sleeper item at Quick Trip, and I mean. I feel like Charlie can attest to this because I made him have one. Uh, the mushroom Swiss, yeah, burger. It is a sleeper. I've, I've it is long, just so solid. Good. Like it's you don't have to put burger. anything on it. it in just my straight
0: opinion, up. in my opinion, Culver's burgers are better than most fast food burgers. Well, yeah. like I don't know. Have you been to
1: like Cops or Oscars in Milwaukee, but that's not fast food. That's oh, the that's, yeah, well, but it is. It's yeah, not well, even you're seats. right. It is
0: fast food. But <laughs> hey, I'm talking but like, like. Are they cross like state lines? McDonald's, like, multi locations. Like McDonald's or Burger King or those. You know, I, See,
2: I would prefer Quick Trip. A quick Trip or a Culvers. What do you? Yeah, you said quick Culvers. Trip. Oh, sorry, yeah. I meant Quick Trip.
0: Oh, Culvers is under. What? Okay, Yo, that's the whole other- <laughs> <laughs> Culver's Yo, Culvers is my go-to fast food. So I mean, but if I'm expensive. gonna get, if I, uh, I would rather, what well, my point was, I'm sorry, I said the wrong <laughs> one. But my point was, I would rather eat a Quick Trip hamburger than a McDonald's hamburger or a
2: burger. If you're hamburger. saying like a standard hamburger, I'll agree with you. But yeah. if you're talking about other items, then I disagree. Yeah, I mean the quarter pounder a is double solid. quarter pounder with cheese yeah. is a pretty good burger. And the Big Mac, I mean, you can't go wrong, but it's not the best, but it's great. Not a Big Mac fan. Really? Whoppers. See, okay, growing up, but growing the meat's up, so bad. See, here's the thing that I think is like ridiculous about Whoppers, and I mean, whoever wants to comment on this can. um It's a quarter deluxe. That's all it is. It's and a quarter deluxe is with way some better. Special than sauce
0: on it, which is just Thousand Island dressing.
2: Well, Ooh, I don't know, man. I just I'm not impressed with Whoppers. Is what I'm trying to say. Like, Jeez, whatever.
0: Sounds like a guy who works at McDonald's. McDonald's. Yeah. <laughs> Can
1: I bring up the mushroom Swiss burger again? Yeah, yes. go for dude, it, dude. So honestly, I've not wanted to eat one. I had I had one at Culver's in the Cross on my way home, yes. and. It made me so sick
2: what really
1: yeah i don't know if God. they like undercooked the burger or if the mushrooms are bad or something but Dude. like it made me feel horrible I these was, are the wrong so- kind of mushrooms i was, I was on the maybe. <laughs> I was on the toilet. I don't no! You're like probably predisposed. Oh gosh, getting sick. that's terrible. Yeah, that's never happened to me. And it was yeah. No, I like. I'm honestly like kind of scared to See? eat them. I love them so much, but like, I'm like scared. Is someone eat who
2: eats a Culver's Swiss mushroom Swiss every time he goes there? I'm gonna tell you, it's probably just that cheeseburger that yeah. Well, like, that's what I'm that saying. That one like, time, I always,
1: I always get them too. I get too. that
4: every time I go there.
2: My my go-to Culver's order is oh, every
0: time it's gotta be. The uh, Double Bacon Deluxe. Mm, double okay. Bacon Deluxe with the side of fries and an extra side of cheese curds.
1: I like their sourdough melt, too. That's
0: true.
2: Cody, That's you're great. making that face like you want to get on to some Jesus stuff. All right. So in
3: <laughs> in order to save Cody,
0: <laughs> we're going to go on to our Bros with Bibles segment. Uh, we're going to go into the catechism. So this week we're just talking about the introduction to the catechism, um, and then next week we're going to start actually going through the different parts of the catechism. So um, this week I read through um, Luther's two um, introductions to his large catechism. And so there there were two different editions that were printed while Luther was alive. The first one was in 1528, and the second one was in 1530, and he wrote different um, introductions for both of them. So uh, for the first one, he just explained basically what a catechism is, because it was a fairly new item for the German people that he was uh, printing them for. And so the word catechism comes from the, from the Greek, which means knowledge for children. Uh, Luther called it the minimum knowledge Christians should have. Whoever lacks this knowledge cannot be counted among Christians, nor be admitted to the Sacraments. Strong Here, words. it's really strong words. Yeah. Here, the situation is the same as when a craftsman who does not know the techniques and rules of his craft is regarded as incompetent and is rejected. Those are really,
2: well, really strong words. You think about who he was writing that to, or and yeah. for, right? Like in response of, you know. Like well,
0: you- and the, so the easy, like you know, helicopter view on this is you're talking to um, a generation who's been, or multiple generations who have been a part of the Catholic Church. And they go to mass in Latin, and they don't have, like, Sunday school and stuff like that. So you really don't know what you quote-unquote, believe or what your church is teaching because they don't even do it in your native language, which would have been German. Um, so, you know, he's, he's reacting to that. But then in, his, in the second introduction that he wrote in 1530, he really went hard after people who um, don't, like, just lazy preachers, basically. So preachers who say the same thing every sunday and it was just like boilerplate sermons and things like that he really attacked them in his introduction and then this kind of followed that mm-hmm. um so he's pushing back against this you know soft christianity or the christianity that's just kind of the basic like wishy-washy the put C-3-D-O. it up yeah right yeah <laughs> My android yeah the android there you go android <laughs> christianity you want iphone christianity not what I meant by, okay. and right. and but sure the I'm idea about. of rejecting, like, so a Christian, a quote-unquote Christian who doesn't actually know what the Christian faith teaches is not really a Christian, is what he's saying. Um, And that might not be popular in American culture to say that, but it is the truth. So Luther put a huge emphasis on the head of the household being responsible for the instruction of children in the house, and he created the catechism to help with that. So the catechism was originally meant to be used by particularly fathers in the home to teach their children, um, but he also encouraged mature christians to read from the catechism regularly and keep its teachings fresh not just learning what it says but discussing it and plumbing its depths is the phrase that he used learning not just to know what it teaches but also live by its principles so the idea of um it's not just knowing what the bible says not just knowing what the catechism says but actually learning to live them out um my favorite quote from the the 1530 introduction was this to occupy oneself with god's word taking it Talking about it and thinking about it is also a tremendous help against the devil, the world, and the flesh, and all evil thoughts. Psalm 1 verse 2 calls those blessed who call on the name of the Lord day and night. It is certain that you will be offering up no incense or candles more potent against the devil than by occupying yourself with God's commandments and words, by talking of them, by singing them, and by meditating on them. That, let me tell you, is true holy water, the sign before which he flees and by which you can rout him. What do you suppose those bored, arrogant saints are doing who don't like to read and learn by the catechism daily? What else but imagining that they are much wiser than God himself, plus all of his holy angels, prophets, apostles, and all Christians? God himself, however, is not ashamed to teach the Christian doctrines every day. He knows no better teachings than these. He always teaches the same ones. He presents nothing novel or different. Um, And so, like I said, my thoughts on that were kind of, I immediately went to Steph Curry. You know, every (coughs) single game. You, I, there's endless videos of Steph Curry doing his warm-up because every single game he goes through his basic ball-handling skills. And so mm-hmm. just like Steph Curry does his ball-handling drills every single day, just like expert carpenters make pra- pra- practice cuts, like when you're putting together cabinets and things. Have you ever seen an expert carpenter? They're practicing cuts all the time before they do it. Formula 1 drivers use simulators and actually often will go out and race go-karts um, because they're practicing their basic driving skills. Like yeah. forget about all the technology, forget about, you know, Everything except for the pure driving skills. Um, Major league pitchers and hitters spend the entire off season and hours and hours, even during the season, working on their mechanics. Broadway stars do their vocal exercises. Hunters hit the range before deer season starts. You got all those things in mind. It's the same way that Christian should keep going back to the basics and a tool for going back to the basics that we've been given is the catechism right and so you're kind of taking what the cat not that you should stop reading your bible every day you should obviously keep reading your, reading your bible every day too but the catechism is is going to take the teachings of scripture simplify them, boil them down to this is the mm-hmm. core of our christianity we're going to keep going back to that day after day and it's not just memorizing it and being able to regurgitate it but actually living it out in our daily lives which is something we obviously can't do perfectly um, yep. And so we keep going back to it and growing in our in our faith and in our in our daily lives. Mm-hmm. Um, so I th- actually think this is something that the the Lutheran Church does really well. I think uh, most Christians, in my experience, can't really articulate what their church teaches, or if yeah. they can, yeah. they don't agree with it a hundred percent of the way. I think this is what we do really well as Christians. Yeah. Um, I don't know you, know. you were a public school kid, so you didn't necessarily go through the Lutheran <laughs> school systems. Um, what do you? Well, you well, did too, Cody. Yeah. <clears throat> um, what do you What
4: do you think?
1: Uh firm high yeah, five yeah cody go for <laughs> it
4: you, you take this one off the bat well so like a little something is my dad was like having a conversation with my grandma and then my dad just asked a simple question like why do we baptize children and my grandma was like uh just because we do like she mm-hmm. didn't even know why we baptize children sure so i think like the catechism you should definitely go back to it because i'm like you know like why we do what we do
2: yeah and the cool well and something that i i don't know again i didn't grow up using my catechism through school so i'm not necessarily the most familiar with it but But you went through catechism but yeah i went through i went yeah i went through confirmation but and uh the cool thing that i thought going back to it recently was like wow i didn't realize that it has all of the scriptural like points where it's like when it talks so again back to like we'll talk about baptism for a second like, it's a like it shows you the sources, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. Martin Luther does a great job of being like, okay, so I'm going to tell you this, and this is why, and we believe this, and this is why, and this is what God says. You know, yeah. this is what Scripture teaches.
0: I don't remember who said this. Uh, I might have been one of the profs or something, but the question we should always be asking when we're defending our, our doctrine is what does Scripture say? What does yeah. Scripture say? What does Scripture say? And I think yeah. that's something that actually... Generally, Lutherans and a lot of like Mm. uh, Presbyterians, like conservative Presbyterians, do a really good job of is asking that question and then not being afraid of the answer. Yeah. Right? So I'm confident that what I believe and what I've been taught is what Scripture says. Mm -hmm. And so I don't shy away from a conversation where we go back and we look into Scripture Mm -hmm. and we dive around. Because if I'm wrong, I want to know. And I think that's that's an attitude that we see a lot of times in American Christianity where it's like, you know, Everybody's got, like, every church has a little bit of falsehood or, like, no church is perfect or whatever. And it's that attitude where just don't show me where my blind spots are because it makes me uncomfortable. Mm -hmm. And I think what conservative, uh, like, reformed churches, like the conservative Lutheran church, conservative Presbyterian church, some of these uh, non-denoms that are really conservative, what we do a good job of is just letting Scripture defend itself. Yeah. Instead of saying, "Well, this is who we follow. This is oh, That's something well, I've said before. Is is like Calvinists follow the teachings of Calvin. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, Methodists follow the teachings of was it John, uh, whatever his name was. Uh, oh, <laughs> I forgot his name. John Edwards. Oh, Ed, um, and yeah. then like Wesleyans. It's <laughs> 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 and then, well, Moynihan was Lutheran. Yep. Lutheran. Yep. Yeah, he was yep. hanging out with Luther. <laughs> um, and then you know, like Wesleyans, obviously the John Wesley. Whereas Lutherans don't necessarily like follow the teachings of Luther, it's, we go back to scripture, and the church just happens to be named after Luther. And, yeah. and Luther's writings play an important role, but he was also right most of the time. When he wasn't right, we go, yeah, he wasn't right there. Yeah. You know? So. There's <laughs> a couple of those. <laughs> yeah, there's a couple of those. But no man is perfect, and we don't, like, pretend that Luther was inspired or that he was the only one that was right or anything right. like that either, so.
3: Yeah.
2: Yeah. Uh, you know, something that I just kind of wanted to comment on a little bit is you think about, like, all these people who don't have answers to questions about church, you know, about, like, oh, what does your church teach about creation, you know, evolution, like, what's going on there, baptism, The sa- just either of the sacraments, you know, so on so forth. And it's like, you kind of wonder, like, how many people are out there and they're just part of the group, you know what I mean? And they are more afraid to go against the group than they are to... Uh, actually have that discussion and i mean even in our circles like i mean i like to think that most of the people in my church are comfortable being able to talk about oh yeah this is why we teach that but at the same time you know it's i mean i don't think that's 100 percent, you know it granted it never will be probably but i think our church body does a good job of or at least uh well yeah, and our it church totally body least, does a yeah. yeah, our church body does a good job of trying to get its members to understand what like to be yeah. Christians in the sense of they're ready to answer. They're prepared to talk about what they believe and why they believe it and point to where It shows that that's why we believe And there's a
0: lot of pushback sometimes On conversations like this Where it's like Well does it really matter How much does it really matter The question is If this issue doesn't matter What issues do matter Where's the line that you draw Where it's like These issues do matter And these issues don't Right And, And and essentially what you're doing with, with most of these issues is you're taking, either taking Scripture out of context or manipulating what Scripture means. But if you can do that in this story, why can't you do that with the story of the resurrection? Yeah. And it sounds like you're going from zero to 100, but that's the truth. Is that's where you start is by saying, well, in this, you know, Jesus was, being, was speaking metaphorically when he said, eat my body and blood. Right. Well, if it was a metaphor there, then maybe when Paul said Christ is risen, maybe that was a metaphor too. Right. right because there's no contextual reason for that so but we'll talk about that when we get to the yeah. to those spots yeah. there um, all right real quick you go guys ahead.
1: have a you guys tend to like talk back and forth a lot and then i can't jump in and then we try to and interrupt on. just jump in you yeah. guys are like let's move on and i'm like wait now i have one more thing <laughs> yeah we want you to interrupt us <laughs> bro gus mentioned uh people just being part of a group mm-hmm. and i like i hadn't very recent example of that we got stuck in uh the company van overheated and we were stuck like an hour away and uh it was ministry opportunity yeah (laughs) no exactly it was actually with seth Kelpin, last year's president we were stuck on the bp curb well actually we're on the side of the highway and then a dot truck uh um tow truck driver like picked us up and brought us to the park because we were by construction and he couldn't have us on the highway This guy was super funny, like really easy to talk to, and he was he was like basically made a like remark about him talking too much, like just take my car off, and (laughs) I I was like I was like no, we're actually we're like we're actually both gonna be pastors, so like people are our like passion, like it's what what we want to do for our career. And uh, he was like, oh yeah I'm Catholic and I was like, oh we're Lutheran and he's like my wife's Lutheran I like it a lot better and I said I said why why are you Catholic and he goes I don't know but it's he just grew up like that and he's oh, just yeah. part he's part of the group and he like doesn't know how to change that maybe his parents par- like dead parents were pa- Catholic and he doesn't want to like I mean he Or was, his he, living parents He was like sixty five. He was, he was, like 65. Oh, okay, like yeah. it's it's possible. So obviously but, his parents are dead. No, I mean, like that's I mean if Catholics if they, don't live that long <laughs> Oh no. But no, but like you see like if people like pass away it's like more reason to like stick to right. something oh, yeah. for you know, so, yeah so I that was just like a really good recent example, yeah. just like I'm a part of this group, but I don't actually like mm-hmm. know what they're teaching yeah. or like even like it for that matter. Like he said, he likes Lutheran better. I'm like, why are you Catholic? He's like, I don't know. <laughs> like, you know
2: well, and then you think about like well, uh, what what's scene in the office uh, during oh what episode was it? It was one of the weirder episodes where Michael like asks everybody what religion they are or like what they believe, and then Phyllis she's like yeah, Bob's Presbyterian and I'm Lutheran, and it keeps things spicy. And I'm like, you you know, like that kind of thing. I mean, somehow people are able to just detach what church they're a part of from every other part of their life. So somehow it's okay and easy for them to be like, oh, yeah, my wife does this and I do this. And it's like, what? I think the greater the distance between your theology, the harder that gets. Like Lutheran
0: Lutheran to Presbyterian, depending on which – Church you are part of isn't that far of a distance. Sure. Like on a conservative ends, if you're both on a conservative end, it's not that far of a distance and on the liberal end you're not it's not that far of a difference. But like uh, and actually like conservative Lutheranism to Catholic, traditional Catholicism like the the doctrine is very different, but as far as like the structure of worship and the liturgy and all that mm-hmm. kind of stuff, like it's not that big of a of a of a movement as far as your Sunday morning experience either. The message is different yeah i don't know i think we forget sometimes that when people shift churches and things they're leaving a culture behind yeah, yeah. this is a culture and a community that they've been a part of well, probably and like for nate, many years well,
2: and like nate said you know it's like it's a part of their like nate said it's like a part of their experience right you know uh like maybe their parents and stuff taught yeah. them that and they grew up in it and there's some kind of deeper connection and it's almost as though by walking away they're letting go of yeah. Their childhood or something. I, I mean, again, like that's not something that I've had to deal with, Man. but I can that imagine blessing I can of being imagine. a
0: lifelong part of a family that yeah. belongs to a really good church. Lifelong. Speaking of which, if you have been a lifelong Christian, you should know lots of obscure Bible trivia, right? Yeah. Let's certainly. Help. Well, we're three future <laughs> pastors. We should know at least some. Don't cheat. Don't look at the answers, Cody. I see you over there scrolling on your phone. Cody's not looking. Here we of go. Answer. So uh, just blurt out the answer. First person to get the answer right wins a point. And if you do it, yeah, Nice Yeah And then you win breaking rights We should get a prize We'll give you a grid up sticker There we go Psst. Which I would have given you anyway <laughs> Okay here we go Obscure Bible Trivia this week Acts 20 Tells the story of an apostle Preaching so long into the evening This is an easy one Paul. to start us off <laughs> Shush <laughs> uh, Of an apostle preaching so long into the evening That a man dozes off and
1: falls out the window Who was preaching Yeah that's
0: Paul Yeah it's Paul Good. Yep. Uh, there's not really a lot of options. There's an easy one to start. I learned that
1: off. with my, uh, probably the best religion teacher I ever had. It was a tutor at prep. he uh, He loved that student. He, he loved that. story.
0: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's not that's not the kind of way you want to be relatable to your. Uh, yeah.
2: To your. Let's let's have a little pause before we answer. That way, you <laughs> yeah. know, people listening can like try and guess a little bit. All right. Here's sure, the we'll second one. Second one. W- Nate
0: has one point. Here we go which Israelite tribe had a reputation for skilled left-handed warriors which Israelite tribe had a reputation for skilled left-handed warriors I
1: remember the whole story
0: here's a hint maybe they were also skilled at slinging stones everyone could sling a hair at a could sling stones at a hair's breadth and not miss is what judge just said oh wow so which tribe is that Actually, that's kind of a misleading...
2: A little bit. Like the stone throwing, that makes you assume other
1: things. We can probably eliminate the Levites because... Can we?
0: Can you? (laughs) Well, what's your rationale?
1: Because they were were set apart to be like the priests.
0: Yeah. yeah. Well, that's true. But priests can be warriors too. I mean, like the whole temple guard was Levites. Are
1: you telling me it's the Levites? No. Okay. (laughs) It's not the Levites. See? 11 to go. My logic is good.
2: This is just and Nate uh, <laughs> yeah, no, just Either you it.
3: guys have a guess <laughs> God, nothing.
2: If I wasn't looking straight at the answer I would not have a guess So my guess based on the slinging, <laughs> slinging
0: gonna... stones thing My guess when I was putting this together Was uh, Judah because David was right. slinging stones, right. yeah. yeah. It's Benjamin. Okay, it's Benjamin. Yeah, it comes from Judges. You chapter know, I was 20.
1: actually gonna say like the youngest, but I could not remember which one that was. Oh, like that yeah. was my first thought was the youngest.
0: And they lived like across the Jordan, so it makes sense that they had like a, maybe a different fighting style or something. Mm. I don't know. Anyway, mm. yeah. I mean, that's crazy to think about too. Is like you're putting an army together, and you're like, these guys are really good at slinging stones. Yeah, and that's a left-handed. whole different era. Yeah, yeah. and they're left-handed. All right, last question. No points awarded well, for that one. Real quick, actually, go ahead. do you
1: guys know the story in Judges about the left-handed judge?
0: Yeah, was it was Ehud or whatever, mm, yeah, and he they, like shoves that. Yeah. And he's so fat that they can't see, and they yeah. think he's pooping. And so, yeah, go re- <laughs> read the story of it. I think it's Ehud, isn't it? Yeah, yeah no,
1: it, it sounds right. They like they don't check that he goes into like the the throne room with a sword because they never checked both hips because i only checked the right Well, it hip. says that he like yeah. he was it he had says it he was left-handed his, but if you, you, like the hebrew his
2: left hand because normally
0: right well the hebrew the hebrew uh implies that maybe there's something uh, he might have even been missing his right hand or or his right hand was disabled in some way and so they just didn't perceive him as a threat and they take this he takes a sword in on his on his mm-hmm. left hip then because they checked his right hip yeah yeah, fascinating stuff or whatever. Just read judges yeah, in so. general. It's, judges is that's it's, a lot of stuff. That's why it's stuff. like, is it, lots of if you read it carefully, it. there's a bunch of there's a bunch of moments where you just go like, wait, what? Yeah,
1: <laughs> yeah. like we're left handed people like that rare, you know? That they like, how many left handed people? do I you mean, know? they're still
0: rare now. They're yeah. they're
1: not as common, but like I, mean, I
0: don't know. Like, if the tribe of Benjamin had a reputation, maybe they weren't that rare. But oh, it's genetic too. Yeah. yeah. So. Maybe. All right, last question. Only one woman is described in Scripture as being both beautiful and intelligent. Who is she? What? This is not a statement about all women there's or anything. Not I'm not trying women. to make a point. Yeah,
3: this is kind of. Yeah.
1: I
0: think the only there's reason- only one woman who's named as both. Though there's a lot of women who are beautiful according to Scripture. There's a lot of women who are intelligent according to Scripture. This one is both beautiful and intelligent.
1: So that's the thing. Like you gotta like think of all like the women, female. Like, <laughs> well, but, but like even even the Benjamin thing. Like I. Like, I had to th- yeah. try to think of all, like... The and there are definitely tribes. a lot
0: of women in Scripture who are both beautiful and <laughs> yeah. intelligent. You know? the only
2: ones I feel like the question needs more context to it, like what book it might be in or something like Old that. Old Testament. Can I have a hint? Yeah. Old
1: Testament. Yeah. You want more so of a hint? what women we got? Ruth, Opa, During the Time of Naomi's. the Kings. It's not, yeah. It's During not the, the time of the kings. Of the we got, like, Bathsheba. <laughs>
2: I will go on record on saying that I really like this name as a full name. I don't like the nickname. Just interesting. Yeah, they're so both like Bathsheba. Or, the, no, oh, no. You're well.
1: looking at the answer. Yeah, the answer. only reason I'm I the one guessing is because the they man. both looked the answers. She's
3: yeah. a. Yeah, I don't know this She's one. a wife
0: of David. Wife of David. Okay, I didn't know that. Not his first wife.
1: <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Abigail. <laughs> I got nothing. Abigail. Yeah.
0: Because remember her, so Abigail's married and her husband, uh, so David protects her husband's flocks at one point and then David's hungry and he asks this guy for food, I don't remember his name, his, this guy for food, and he's like, no, screw David. And then I remember if he, I think he dies, he like is turned to stone or something like that and then uh, not literally turned to stone like he becomes like a stone and he dies and then abigail gets all the men together is like david took care of us we don't want to make david our enemy and so then she appeases david and then david's like you're both smart and beautiful i'm gonna marry you i don't know how michael felt about that but
1: i gotta read more of the old
3: testament apparently yeah, I, I don't remember like any uh, of that. i love
0: yeah. i love i mean i got these off off i didn't like make these up i got these off the internet but the uh, um yeah, I love, I love the Book of Judges in particular, but then oh, David's yeah. life, too, is just fascinating. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right. Top three lists. Let's keep this fairly quick here. Top three lists. Church potluck dishes. Who's going first here? Cody. Cody Bowen, what are your top three church potluck dishes? I don't
1: think. If you don't have any, I can go first. Yeah, All right. Okay. go ahead. <laughs> I about so that. a couple of mine are oddly specific because it's mm-hmm. like they need to meet the criteria, but Honestly, it's a classic, but potato salad.
3: Mm, But
1: maybe an unpopular opinion, I don't like mustard potato salad. It's got to be like I like
0: German potato salad better.
1: Yeah, Mm. yeah, it's like, it's so much better. And I mean, a lot of people nowadays just go with the store bought, and then yeah, you got it's got to be homemade. Like, and my my mom puts like dill in it too. Yeah, yeah, yeah,
3: yeah. There you go.
1: And then uh, I like the the brown beans when they have the bacon in them.
0: Ooh. That's so You're good. Have you yeah. ever had my beans?
2: I don't think so. <laughs> I don't think so. <laughs>
0: I'm making some this weekend for the uh, second career guys. So All you right. might have to. I'll save some for you. Thanks. <laughs>
1: they, they have bacon in
0: them. <laughs> uh, pork. Ooh, okay. Mm, it's mm, phenomenal. Something.
1: yeah It's amazing. And then, uh honestly, my church is more of a soup supper kind of church. Like okay. we, we really mm. have potlucks. So I, I had to throw chili in there. Like church chili, it's mm. different. Like especially with like the cheese and the sour cream and like you got like a whole
0: smorgasbord
2: of different options to put on top. Yeah, it's,
1: oh. it, yeah, so good.
2: Yeah, I know our church. So I guess the number one in my mind is egg bake.
3: <clears throat> egg bakes
2: for days. Egg bake can be yeah. phenomenal. like there's like some... a quiche.
0: No, so like, like, bake, a, like a big like a, like, a like a pan, tray, and yeah, it's of like egg, egg bake. bake. It's just like a, it's like brownies except it's eggs. Yeah, that's quiche. it's like an omelet. Mm. Yeah, it's like except without the crust. Yeah. Oh, well, I I don't don't think I normally have quiche. It's like the filling of a quiche,
2: but without the crust. Okay. Okay, well, it's egg baked, so anyway. (laughs) (coughs) Uh, But yeah. With or
0: without hash browns?
2: With. Okay. And or without. Well, I don't know. I guess what I'm saying is. There's usually five of them, and they're all different every single time. And so you can on it, you can bet. Depends on on which little they made them. Yeah, exactly. What church you go to? (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Right. Uh, So egg bake is probably the number one. Various pies. Oh my goodness. Yeah. Like we got we get pies going for days. Sometimes not always, but like Easter. If we're talking Easter potluck, coconut cream. mm, That's the stuff. I. I remember it was kind of weird one time. So my coconuts
0: aunt grow in uh native in Montana. Yeah, they do. Um,
2: <laughs> <laughs> but this one time it was Easter and my aunt, she makes a great coconut cream pie. And it was one of the first times that she, uh, made it like for church. My dad had no idea who made it. He went, ate it. And he was like, I'd marry the woman who made this. <laughs> and was and it was my aunt. So, <laughs> 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 so that was kind of weird, but yeah, so great coconut cream pie. Um, Man, I don't know. I guess phew, I, I honestly am having a hard time pulling up a third option. I guess like various salad. Ooh, oh, coleslaw. It feels like there's always some mm. kind of different coleslaw that'll happen, especially
0: with like pulled pork sandwiches or yeah. something like that. Yeah. Yeah, so like oh, I, I you put, put it right a, on the sandwich. Yeah. 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 Oh. So it's like My these uh, so the
2: three items I'm saying aren't like in with each other during the same meal normally, but it's like those are kind of the classics that are either going to be really good or really different. And and Granted, you know, sometimes really different isn't good per se, but I don't know. I like change. Yeah,
1: all right. I love, I love how he's like, let's keep this quick, and then we talk about. Co- <laughs> yeah, that's okay. Uh, we're just covering uh, an hour. Yeah, yeah, we about we we minutes. We're just running out of time. That's hey, we're now. coming up close to an hour,
0: so that's okay. Um, this is important. We'll skimp on the God's Word section, so we can talk about potluck, <laughs> <laughs> Yikes! <laughs> Never mind. That's not. We're not gonna do that.
4: Okay. Um, Cody, you got yours? Uh, I'll just go with my. I'll just go with my top one. Okay. I'd say like meatballs. Ooh. Ooh, like bombers. So it's like, it, so it's, the recipe sounds kind of weird. So it's just meatballs and a crock pot with grape jelly and chili sauce. I know that it sounds does weird, weird. amazing. That sounds delicious. You need dude. to come over and cook this it's sometime. It's really good. Yeah. It oh, sounds man. like an odd combination, but it's actually, like, the best meatballs.
1: Cody brings, brings the life. No, so that doesn't potluck. sound odd at oh, all. Man, that sounds that delicious, sounds amazing, Yeah.
2: Wait, is there, like, hold on. So you said meatballs with jelly and? Chili sauce. Chili sauce. Yeah, I was going like to say, what chili. kind of spice is in there? Ooh. That's it. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, because you got like a bunch of sugar. Maybe you throw some hot sauce. Kinda. Yeah, you
0: got a bunch of sugar from the jelly. Yeah. And then, oh man. What kind of Like grape jelly? Yeah,
2: like just grape jelly. Yeah. Oh man, that does sound good.
1: So you would throw a hot sauce in like everything sweet. kind of guy. But yeah. it's like hot It depends and sweet. on the hot yeah. sauce. Sweet and yeah, spicy.
2: Like, I'm not going to, there's not a hot sauce that I subscribe to, per se. Like, I'm aware that not all hot sauce goes with everything. Yeah. So. All right, my top three. <laughs> number, number, okay,
0: let me think here. I'm going to go with dessert first. Okay, you cannot beat a um, oh shoot, what's the name of the nut? Um, like Coconut? okay, when you get when you make no, you make pudding. Um, the green mm, oh pistachio, pistachio pudding with like a pie crust and whipped cream on top. Ooh, oh my goodness, yeah, okay. like uh, yeah, pistachio pudding with pie crust and like and then they usually put like walnuts or something on top of that oh my goodness it's better than any other dessert like I love brownies I love like coffee cake and all that stuff but nothing beats just a really good pecan not pecan um, pistachio pudding with like
4: pie crust
1: where do you find these? at church like it's the yeah they're
4: at church they're on the altar yeah on the, yeah, the it's like dessert. On dessert. <laughs> 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 during the offering
3: guys just bring stuff a bowl of pudding <laughs> about, yeah
0: that's her operating to Sunday. It's <laughs> like my... the widow's mite. This is her last pudding. Uh. <laughs> she gave what she could give. Um, no, I, I don't know. I've had it a couple different places.
1: Yeah, I was gonna say it's like the only time you see that, like when someone. I've never seen it anywhere makes. other than a church potluck. Okay.
0: Yeah. Gotcha. Um, it's number exclu-
1: church exclusive.
0: Yeah. The second mm-hmm. one has to be like green bean, or yeah, green bean casserole. Mm-hmm. Especially yeah. if it like the fried onions on top oh, are still yeah, crunchy. Up, yeah, oh, yeah. oh, oh, oh yeah. my goodness. Yeah, the more cream of mushroom in there, the better.
2: Well, see, I almost like when the onion stuff is on the side and you put it on top yourself. Yeah. As
0: long as it's not too salty. Sometimes it's too salty, mm-hmm. but if it's, oh, man, it goes with anything, too. And it's a good side for my number one, which you guys know I spent eight years in the black community. Mm-hmm. So that pot pox a little bit different there. It's all fried chicken right mm-hmm. or barbecue but usually fried chicken with like collard greens and green beans and um depending on the time of year like sweet corn stuff like that but oh my they would make it from scratch and these ladies would get into the like the, the the church i was at the kitchen was almost the same size as the as the dining hall so it was like oh wow this massive kitchen and they, the ladies would get down there like at noon on saturday to start getting ready for the potluck on Sunday. That's awesome. And like ch- ch- there would be more people at church on potluck Sunday than any other Sundays, but the church would still be half empty because everybody was downstairs cooking. <laughs> and they had they would pump the like they would pump the the microphone through the speakers in the in the cafeteria, so they still hear what's going on in the service upstairs, but they're all cooking and you can just just like the the scents are wafting they're up from below. Yeah. And yep. they would make like they would buy like chicken Like, what do you call that? Uh, Spin, spin, spin.
1: Oh, oh. Uh,
3: like the skewers.
0: Rotate? No, like where it's just like a quarter of a, so it's like the the breast and the wing and it's all together. Okay. And it would buy those just like by the pound and fry them up themselves, like fry them in the, oh my goodness. It's.
2: Sounds awesome.
0: It was amazing. So that's my, that's my number one, hands down. Number one has to be that. Mm -hmm. Although a good barbecue sandwich is right behind that. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. All right. Classic. All right. This week at church is Pentecost 11. Um, so going by the litany, you may, you might not, but you may hear um, from, oh, I didn't put the reference on here. But 2 Corinthians, um, anybody know what chapter it is? I didn't write chapter. 2 Corinthians 12, um, verses 1 through 11. Well, no, not, I thought it was 1 Corinthians. 1 yeah, Corinthians? First, okay, yeah. sorry. 1 Corinthians 12, <laughs> verses 1 through 11, uh, which reads, Now about the gifts of the Spirit. Brothers and sisters, I do not want to be you to be uninformed. You know that when you were pagans, somehow or other, you were influenced and led astray to mute idols. Therefore, I want you to know that no one who is, in, who is speaking by the Spirit of God says, Jesus be cursed, and no one can say, Jesus is Lord, except by the Holy Spirit. There are different kinds of gifts, but the same Spirit distributes them. There are different kinds of service, but the same Lord. There are different kinds of working, but in all of them and in everyone, it is the same God at work. Now to each one the manifestation of the Spirit is given for the common good. To one there is given through the Spirit a message of wisdom, to another a message of knowledge by means of the same Spirit, to another by the faith of the same Spirit, to another gifts of healing by that one Spirit, to another miraculous powers, to another prophecy, to another distinguishing between Spirits, to another speaking in different kinds of tongues, and to still another the interpretation of tongues. All these are the work of one and the same Spirit, and he distributes them to each one just as he determines. Mm. Uh, so like I said, Pentecost 11, talking to the new church here. Um, Paul obviously is writing to the new church in Corinth. Um, what I think is, is uh, fascinating to think about in our cultural context is there's not a lot of people, like in the first couple of verses, especially in verse 2 and 3, is talking about um, you know people saying, Jesus be cursed. You don't hear a lot of, actually there are a lot of people <laughs> saying, Jesus be cursed, but they're not claiming to be Christians. Right. And that's kind of the contextual spot here is, you know, they're claiming to teach you know, Christianity or tre- claiming to be teachers of the law, but they're saying Jesus be cursed. There's not a lot of that going on right now, but there are a lot of people, A, saying Jesus be cursed, and B, claiming to be Christians or prophets or teachers or whatever it is. And whether they say Jesus be cursed or not, by their actions and by their behaviors, you can tell that they have a disdain for Christ. I think the easy mm-hmm. throw-it-out-there one is Joel Osteen, right? Mm-hmm. Um, by the message he teaches, he clearly despises the gospel message, Um, but, uh, like, but he wouldn't actually outwardly say, you know, Jesus be cursed.
2: Cody, what are your
3: thoughts? (laughs) 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 What do you think about that? (laughs)
0: Yeah. Um, do you you hear people saying Jesus be cursed very often? No, (laughs) not really. But there are a lot of people that clearly have a disdain, though. Right? And so it's a little bit more sneaky. I, well, guess I don't think like actually, people
4: I've... would just like outwardly say it. Like they would think it and like say it behind someone's back, mm. but they mm-hmm. wouldn't say like out in the open. You know what I'm saying? Yeah.
1: Have you guys ever seen those like that guy who walked around and asked people on the street like, "Who is Jesus?" Have you, mm-hmm. s- have you seen that? Um, based on that, like. Everyone was like, oh, like, he was the guy who, like, was pretty smart. Or, like, oh, he was, like, one He's guy. He's a great was, moral teacher. Yeah. He'd be like, oh, someone, I swear someone called him, like, a guru or something. And I was wow. like, nice. But, yeah, that's, <laughs> like, that's, that's the thing. It's not like, completely wrong. I, I think culturally, like, Jesus has kind of just turned into, like, an influencer. Yeah. Like, not that he Ooh, was. Ooh, that's a good way to put that. Not that he was, like, a bad guy or, like, that, like, oh, like, we hate Jesus. Like, I don't think anyone would like not slap. within
0: church or cir- like religious circles
1: well i think just i mean general, but like, like muslims I yeah mean, straight I up guess, what the book of yeah like yeah. i mean but i'm i'm saying like people people who don't have a religion specifically against it, i guess yeah and like obviously that's like way different than what this is saying if a muslim is like Jesus be cursed because like this is someone saying that they're claiming to be god or they're claiming yeah. to be a christian you know
0: yeah, right, and I think that's right. exactly it. It's claiming to be Christian, but actually having a disdain for the Christian faith.
2: Yeah, well, I mean, I think, like you said, that I mean, it's not very often going to be something verbally, and it, I think more often it's going to be by their actions, right? Like, if you have that guy that goes to church with you who isn't very active in church, and then he just goes off and does all sorts of very clearly non-Christian things, like, in in a sense, that's pretty similar right i mean to saying jesus be cursed it's like you're living your life people know you're a christian and you go to church but you're doing all of these horrible, bad things. Actually,
0: that reminds me a little bit of Romans 7. If you're mm-hmm. promiscuitous. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> promiscuitous, yeah. Um, yeah. But uh, the, uh, if your name is promiscuitous, then it's a real
3: issue. <laughs> um,
0: no, but uh, So verse 3 there where it says, uh, No one who is speaking by the Spirit of God says, Jesus be cursed, and no one can say, Jesus is the Holy Spirit. It reminds me of Romans 7 where Paul's saying, If you have the Spirit in you, you will be governed by the Spirit. And so if you're not governed by the Spirit, the Spirit's not in you. You know, so your actions are going to line up with what you say you believe, mm-hmm. and if you're not, if your behavior doesn't line up with what you know, behavior of a Christian ought to be, within you know, within the margin of error for mm-hmm. for sinful human beings, you know, then you do not have the spirit of God in you. So, I don't know. That's what, it's a, that's what that made me think about. Mm-hmm. Um, on the bottom half, the last couple of verses, there seven to eleven. Um, I just thought it was a cool picture of the body of believers fitting together, like it's just like puzzle pieces fitting together to make the full picture of the church. Um, and it kind of harkened in my mind back to, you know, the the idea of the church being a body and you got the fingers and the toes and the eyes and the ears and they all do different things. And if they're trying to do each other's jobs, it's going to be a disaster. Yeah. Um, but when they fit together, they make a, a wonderful, beautiful thing.
2: And I think it's important to know, too, that not everything can do the same job, right? Mm-hmm. Like not everyone is going to have the same abilities. I think it was kind of interesting uh, scrolling through social media the other day. Uh, there was a clip of... Uh, vice president uh kamala harris saying something where everybody has the same capacity or something Mm -hmm. something along those lines i don't know and i mean that's just not true right you know and i mean i think in that same way we have to be aware of ourselves and aware of the abilities we have and i mean in society and in our churches right
0: yeah well i think as future pastors too it's that message of don't try and do it all yeah yeah there are things you're gonna be awful at but there's people in your congregation are gonna be good at it
1: Yeah, and I know uh, one thing that, like, really hit me was the whole, like, um, to another speaking in different kinds of tongues and to another, like, the interpretation of tongues. (laughs) Mm -hmm. It's, like, we're learning, like, languages, you know, and uh, I, like, I see that not necessarily just as, like, oh, on Pentecost, like, he us the ability to speak in tongues. Like, I think that's also, like, maybe speaking about language because, Mm -hmm. like, so often like and with uh like uh where was it like not the wisdom versus like having knowledge and then having like gifts with people like the more time you spend in like this like area of influence with like mlc and then just uh if like i i mean i've been in i went to a private high school these guys didn't have that um opportunity but like you see so many people that are good at so many different things like some people like my favorite teacher like i was telling you guys about before with my religion he was horrible at languages he just Mm. like barely got by and just worked his way through college because he got like no scholarships thanks can
0: any of you (laughs) anyway can any of us relate to that (laughs) (laughs) Well, yeah, Cody. But, but he's like,
1: he's an amazing pastor because he's like so good with people and he's so yeah. easy to talk to and he's like a really good teacher too. But it's like it's just language isn't his thing.
0: Yeah, well, I was say, Cody, you have a gift for languages, right? And okay, you enjoy yes. them and you're good at them. And like, I've firsthand benefited from your... I, I mean, think we you, all have. You kind of love we the languages, have. right, is my understanding, is you enjoy them, right?
4: Yeah, I enjoy doing it. Why? Like, why would you do it if you don't enjoy it? Well, because well. I want to be a pastor. <laughs> yeah, because we want to be pastors. So. I mean, like
0: I love that I'm learning about Jesus, but I, I mean, I, whoa, it's difficult it, work. It's, it's difficult. really the hard The languages work. are just yeah, yeah. It's another level, right? Well, and that's what I'm am saying is it's it's kind of cool. You've yeah. got that gift, but you also have other gifts too that are listed in the list, but nobody has all the gifts, and then that's kind of a. I mean, it's a, it's a wonderful. It can be frustrating sometimes. When you're kind of a one-man show, which sometimes a pastor um, is, yeah. but recognizing, well, these are where my gifts are, these are where my gifts aren't, and being able to lean on the church as a community to do it.
1: And it, it keeps you hum- humble. Actually,
0: mm-hmm. this is actually, I know you're about to say something, but okay. um, the, the passage that says, I like, will not give you more than you can bear, which I know mm-hmm. that's a, a, probably a misquote, but it's a plural you is plural there mm-hmm. so it's not you as an individual it's the community of believers standing together and leaning on each other and i think this is another just another way to look at that and, and think about it is look at all these gifts that we've been given as a church mm-hmm. let's find a way to fit them all together and do that
2: well and i was just going to throw out there i think one of the my favorite quotes from a good professor of ours the Schmoldog. uh he said uh what oh, it was in symbolics um all you really need to be a good called worker or a good minister of the gospel in general is one a love for god's word and two a love for god's people and that's it that's all you and need and a cody bone and a, i mean a cody <laughs> bone yeah see a cody bone helps uh, with the god's word part when we're talking original trans or er, you know original script <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> but yeah i mean you know in the end it's like understanding god's word we're gaining a better understanding of it f- by learning these the languages it was written in right and then at the same time we're able to appreciate the english and that's the that's what we've originally fallen in love with was what we've been learning in church since we were kids or not either way you know like some of us came to christ later i suppose i don't know some yeah. people have you know and it's like right.
0: yeah well and i think what we were talking about before the podcast even started was finding mm-hmm. a place in the world, right? Yeah, um, finding identity and finding a place in the world. What a wonderful place to find community and and uh, belonging and identity. You know, it's not only can you get salvation here, but you can be part of a community as well, which oh. is, you know, not all churches are like that, but they should be. So
1: let's work on it. Oh
0: yeah, awesome. All right, we are out of time. Fellas, any last goodbyes or thoughts or anything on the way out?
1: I don't think so. He points to me because he knows <laughs> hey, I complain about that Hey, you two, two behavior, both
0: but... got engaged this summer.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
0: yeah. yeah. Shout we'll out talk to the about girls that. who. I don't know if that's a good decision or not on your part, <laughs> ladies. But these two dudes are definitely blessed. So, yeah. Shout out to the to the girls who have con- uh, uh, What is the right word? Uh, um consented i guess <laughs> to marry I these men I,
1: you asked what the right word was and i don't think that, that was, <laughs> the right uh, word. Uh, you
0: two are awesome dudes though and you're gonna be wonderful husbands so just to clarify the you two we're talking cody bone and, <laughs> and nate Hinsey nate Hinsey yeah, yeah so, so yeah. yeah shout out to you dudes congratulations awesome. we'll celebrate somehow
1: i mean you made me coffee that's all, <laughs> that's, that's all, I needed. That's all we needed <laughs> All right,
0: sweet Uh, gentlemen. We'll see you in church on Sunday. Go be the man God created you to be. We'll see you next week. On behalf of all those involved in producing, recording, editing, and distributing this episode, thank you for listening to the Gird Up Podcast. If you'd like to contact us with comments, questions, or suggestions, you can reach out to us at any of the links in the description below or on our website. Please consider supporting the work of Gird Up Ministries by donating on Patreon, shopping at our online store, or making a $5 cup of coffee donation at www.girdupministries.com. Those donations help us make more great content just like this for young men just like you. Make sure you like, friend, follow, and subscribe to Gird Up and all of our guests on your social media platforms and consider leaving a five-star rating and review wherever you listen to the Gird Up podcast so that others can find us and be blessed by our content too. As always, thanks for listening. Now go and be the man that guy created you to be. We'll see you next time.